Welcome back, all you summer COVID crazy people. It's the Beards Watch Podcast, episode 210, Charlotte's number one podcast recorded in a basement, still via Zoom, keeping it a little safe. I did have a couple people drop by this weekend to do a couple Beerio cards. Duval actually slid through for a Beerio card or two. A buddy of mine, Paul, finally made us a, uh, a, a kitchen table that I, I put pressure on him. I wanted a kitchen table that would I be able to pass it down because I was tired of just going through kitchen tables if they get wear and tear. So he built me one, put the pressure on him. He said it's the last table he's ever building because of so much pressure I put on him, but Good for that, so we played some Beerio card. But yes, it's me, j Nation, Twitter and Instagram, the Beards Watch Podcast on Facebook, the Beards Watch on Twitter and Instagram, and then also our YouTube, they see me rolling, where our Beerio carts, our brewery reviews, our reaction videos, Panthers, Game of Thrones, and who knows what else is going to be coming there soon. And then, go buy a t-shirt. Chris, the only person who bought a shirt two weeks before the brand new logos came out. So, we'll, we'll start off with that. Chris, how you doing? <laughs> good man, good. I got one though, right? You did, I you did. One. I'll give you props for that. I'm gonna get. Yeah, now I, there's a lot more options now. <laughs> now I've been planning which is gonna be my next one. Nice. I think I want the silhouette, the beard, the beard, the beard yeah, silhouette. Yeah, they're there. Uh, Brittany wore hers. I just posted that a, a day or so ago. She had the one with the the yeah. beards watch writing in the corner, and then the the beard, the beer beard, kind of hot beer on the back, and um. But yeah, so Chris, where can you be found if you want to be found? Instagram at C A Mikan M I C U N and Twitter at C Mikan01. Now I, I I want to also ask you about your workout videos you've been posting. You were running through tires, lifting oh, yeah. tires. Now were you the only one out there or did you have somebody running that too? No, that was just me. Okay. Um, I had been to that track up in Huntersville and um I had seen groups working out and flipping the tires. I thought they were like their tires or something, you know, you never know. So I went back, nobody was there one day or this weekend, and uh, just decided to put a little thing together, you know? Yeah. I was running too much, and then my Achilles hurt, and then I did oh. that whole weekend, and now my hips hurt. Ooh. And now I'm like back to running because I'm like old and shit. Yep. Can't stay healthy. Yep. So. Okay, so you're getting. We have we have a we have Achilles injury history on this podcast. Duval has torn his, Cheeks has torn his. So you just need to watch out, man. Yeah, stretch. I'm gonna get a break tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. So did you did you like get the COVID fifteen or twenty, and now you're trying to work it off, or are you just trying to maintain? No, I I mean, literally from last summer to this summer, I gained like. 15 or 20 pounds and was like holy shit like one day it was like I went to put shorts on and the weather got nice and none of them fit and I was like what the hell is that 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 can't happen I can't stop drinking beer and making pasta so I'm just gonna be sweating yeah that's alright it's alright man yeah it'll work yeah alright Duval saw you on Saturday dropped off a bottle of sauce for you finally owed up on that I'm not really bet, but I owed you that. How you doing? I'm doing good, and uh, thank you again for the sauce, man. You know, uh, I'm definitely going to use it in the next coming uh, days and weeks. But uh, I'm doing well, man. Always good to see you. I'm glad to be on here. Um, I have no crazy workout stories. All I can tell you <laughs> is Chris stretch, uh, because I stretch every morning now, and I stretch before I run. 
and that's how I know I'm old. <laughs> but uh, if you're looking for me on Twitter, Brian Burton Ball on Instagram, so so Duvall, I, I mentioned to you Saturday that Jerry and I started running wind sprints. In our backyard, and you were like, "Ain't no fucking way you running wind sprints." <laughs> but we all we have been trying to mix a couple in, just to like I said, I, I had a you know I felt a little fluffy a couple days ago, and I was like, "All right, I've been eating too many ice cream sandwiches. Let me cut back on those, and maybe just like you said, get that heart rate up. Especially having a kid, you don't get it, and it's been so hot, it's hard to even go outside to even do anything. So we run like." Down and backs, we did about, you know, 12 total. We count as one down, you know, down and back is one. So we at least get a little bit of the heart rate up. And I would always stop and I'd come in for my quick break and I'd play like a round of Donkey Kong on my Super Nintendo to catch my breath because I'd be cramping up. So, you know, that's just a small. Now, something I'm going to add to you and give you a little bit even more of a workout. So what you can do is, is when you go down, you do maybe two burpees. Mm. When you come back, do two burpees. So that would just be something kind of. I'm just saying. That's true. Or, or you go down and then you come back and do five. Yeah. Catch your breath, go down, back, do five, you know, whatever one. Or you can do 10, 15 crunches, whatever you want to do. Yeah, that's you just. Know, we we got to work ourselves up to that, man. You know, it's been. It's I, been I, that's why I said. That's, <laughs> that's part, that's part. Hey, listen, I'm proud of you out here running with me. So, hey, that's. It was it, it was it was it was tough that first go around. I thought I was going to pass out. You know what I mean? It's nothing like you said. Feeling older and doing something athletic is just go hand in hand. It's like, oh man, I I thought about like, man, if I tried to play a full court game of basketball or flag football right now, I'd fall out. I'd probably give you like eight plays at full speed, and then I'm like, all right, I'm all time QB. That's all I got in me. Yeah, and, and I'm surprised you haven't stepped out there in the in the cul-de-sac to play with your neighbors because. Uh, would, they, would they have you sweating too? See, I usually do, but like, I just, it's just been so hot. And then they're there in the afternoons, and now they got their group of friends, and I really just don't. I'll, I've had this thing like, once you hit like teenage years, when I would go and play like ball or football with younger kids, I was always the person who would like accidentally run over a little kid or like elbow hit him in the eye. So then I like, I kind of like, I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I can't go full speed or even half speed. So I kind of got away from it, and I'll just wait till my own son gets old enough. Then if you know, if I give him a black eye with an elbow, at least it's like, hey, you know, it's it's it's, it's all right. It's, it's inadvertent elbow, you know, obviously. Okay, okay, okay. So they can burn those buckets, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no layup. <move>. Yeah. <laughs> so. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So our guest tonight, first timer. I've known this uh, guy, Kali. I want to say. For a couple years now, he, he was in U, at UNCG, joined the fraternity I was in, but way after I had graduated. And again, it was a number, uh, one of those things where I was like, okay, who can we get on the pod during these COVID times and do Zoom that wouldn't normally be able to come down here? And like I said, he's active on social medias. He will argue with anybody, it seems like, on Twitter or Facebook. So I figured, hey, why not just jump on it and he'll talk about anything. So uh, Josh, man, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are y'all? Doing pretty good, man. So, tell a little like you're you're like I was, I was saying before we started recording. You're a unique individual. You're you're very you're from the country, yeah. but you you would besides your voice and your accent, you would have no idea that you grew up in small town USA. Yeah, pretty much. So I grew up um, like 45 minutes west of Charlotte in Bessemer City. Okay. Uh, small town. Uh, one high school type place um 
my parents all through hunters, fishers, all that jazz. Like my first birth, birthday, we I got a unlimited fishing license all throughout North Carolina. Like my fishing <laughs> license. Uh, yeah. I use it. No. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I'm also the first person in my family to go to college. Um. So education has always been important to me. Um. Uh, very opinionated. Yeah. Very outspoken. Okay. I've learned. Went down some, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I may be like living in the country, have the accent and all. Everyone thinks I'm from like Alabama. Yeah, my accent. I'm like, nope, I'm just from North Carolina, where we have Tractor Day at school. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> tractor. So um, what? Uh, what brought you? How did you get to UNCG? Yeah, so being the first person in my family, we I didn't know what college was. Yeah. Like, in high school, I only knew of four colleges, Duke, Chapel Hill, App State, and Western Carolina. <laughs> my family did, I only knew of Western just because my cousin went there. Yeah. Um, and didn't really know what college was, and then I just randomly applied to colleges. Um, like, okay, here we go. The funny thing with UNCG, though, was back in the MySpace days, I met someone wow. who lived in Burrow. Okay. They're like, you should apply to UNCG, and I was like, uh, you're cute, so sure, why not? Got to love freshman year. Absolutely. Uh, and so I applied, and then, uh, sorry, I'm at my grandma's house, so if you hear the phones, oh, all good, man, no worries. Um, and so I applied, and then I got this email saying, hey, would you like to apply for this scholarship? And I was like, sure. Turns out it was a full ride scholarship. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, so I was like, it's going to pay tuition. I guess that's good. <laughs> uh, I got accepted to every college I applied to. Um, and I was like, I'll go here. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Um, visited Greenboro once. I thought it was cool. And I was like, let's do it. And that's how I got to Greensboro. Then when it came to majors, I changed my major nine times. Wow. Wow. So I had every major from business, to sociology, except nursing, because I ain't going to do draw and blood. <laughs> <laughs> I say that as I got all piercings throughout uh, college. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I ended up in human development, family studies, um, wanted to go into being a guidance counselor. Then that turned into working in the college system where I got um, a grad degree at Florida State in higher education. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. So you, but how in the world did you end up at KDR then too? <laughs> um, interesting story. I It was sophomore year um, and my friend was like, hey, let's go to a party. And I was like, okay, sure, why not? We got drunk and we stumbled to the KDR house. And I met Alan yeah. and Keenan and all the other brothers. And I was like, okay, these guys seem cool. Alan is Alan, an interesting big character who's <laughs> big personality. Yep. Um, and I was like, okay, I can kick it with these guys. Um, then went to a couple parties. Mostly I was still drunk. Yeah. Um, most of my college life was that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And... I- and 
I just stumbled into KDR and I found out they um, about rushing and I was like, hey, let's do it. My first time I didn't get in because I was going with one person and they thought we were a package deal and I was like, no, I just went with him because I didn't know anyone. Yeah. Um, came down junior year, got in, and it's been, yeah, that's how I got into nice. KDR. Um, um, they knew I was outspoken then and they still allowed me in. <laughs> so what what years were you at UNCG again? Uh, 2010 to 2014. You were there in 2010? Yeah. That's wild, because I graduated in 2011. So you... Okay. So you... But you didn't join till like, 2012 then? Or did you join 20, the fall of 2011? I, no, I joined the fall of 2013, because I got my dates oh, okay. wrong. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah okay. All right. So you were there, but... As we were talking about a little bit before, before we started recording, yeah. like I said, you have you have finally, you have come out as bi. What was that yeah. process like? Like I said, joining a fraternity can be a you know usually you see that like the masculine. Oh, this is not what it's like. And I know at UNCG or being a liberal arts college, there was every which kind of person possible at UNCG. So yeah. kind of take us through that process of you know when did you kind of know and when was it in your mind. Yeah you know, how it, you know, different things went. Yeah, so I actually came out roughly to friends and stuff in high school. Okay. Uh, being in a small town, I was like, oh, shit. Um, I got outed <laughs> yeah. in my school. Oh, oh, that's yeah. tough. Uh, yeah. Um, back in my emo days, I yeah. used to have hair down to, like, my boobs. Um, <laughs> it was blue, pink, every color. Um, got outed, and I was like, oh, well, got to deal with it. Um, and But I didn't know anything about it, just went along with it. Comedy, CG, I just remember my freshman year, I was sitting outside um, with my friend, and we were just like, it was like 2 a.m., and this drunk fraternity guy, I'm not going to say the fraternity, <laughs> F and faggots, and I was just like, what? Yeah. And so it had a negative connotation through then with fraternities. Yeah. Um, then I met KDR, and then, like, I met through some of the brothers, and they were really chill, and they were just going through that process. I was open to them. I was like, hey, I'm bi, possibly gay, trying to, I was trying to figure it out. Yeah. Came to the conclusion, I just decided to say I'm queer. Yeah. Here, um, which I can get into later, but it was hard because I was like, all these this masculinity and all the classes I've taken talking about toxic masculinity mm-hmm. what that really is and I'm like oh interesting and seeing that but I was just out with them and I was like hey this is me if you don't like it okay fine then I don't really care yeah like, I'll do something else yeah um, fuck off right basically <laughs> um, I told quite a few fraternities that yeah um and some of them didn't like it, or they were very nervous. KDR was actually like, no, no, that's all good. That's all good. Yeah. Um, um, one of our family fathers is, but we're not close anymore. Um, <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. Let's do it. And then I joined, and it was so interesting just going through that process of learning about who I was through the fraternity also. Like yeah. My identity. Um, people were like, oh, you're in a fraternity. Easy access. So I was like, they're all straight and dumb. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, um, and it was just so it was just an interesting process. Um, but the brothers were just like che- cheering me on, like 
if I want to bring like a guy or a girl or whoever to like a date or something, they're like, go right ahead. We don't care. Um, so it was interesting. And I know like in this, in our song at the very end, yeah. it goes queer. Yeah. And when they said that, they all looked at me and I was like, okay. Yeah. Well, and I, I know, it, yeah. And I know it was, it was, it kind of, I think it's, well, a whole other story of not now off campus stuff, but at that point, I think they started knocking that part out from what I remember. Coming back a couple of homecomings, it was like, hey, let's not say this. Just out of respect for not only you and others, but just everyone overall, you know, just yeah. times have changed. I mean, as we've seen these past couple months, it's time to change and kind of get rid of some of those, you know, certain things that just aren't appropriate anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, when I was in it, they still said it, but they, but they asked. Um, yeah. Brothers were like, Carrie, you okay with it? And I was like, Yeah, I'm okay with it. Um, yeah, it has a negative connotation and what it really means. Yeah. I was just like, I don't care. Um, and I think that was more of me wanting to feel connected and socialize, like, Hey, that's okay. Yeah. Next days, I was just like, mm, Let's really unpack that. Yeah. And that's also my, my type of thinking. I was like, Why are we saying that? What does that really mean? Um, especially in this day, in this type of climate that yeah. we're in. And even working with college students now, or, well, was, yeah. but just understanding what that means and the possible implications that can be yeah. for them and then potential new brothers um, as well. Yeah. So you left UNCG, yeah. went to Florida State, and got your master's. and went higher education, you said? Yeah. Okay. So how was go? I mean, going from UNCG to Florida State is like, that's a huge jump. Yeah, it was a huge jump. Um, I'm not a real big sports person. Um, <laughs> I was just like, yay sports, let's go. <laughs> I mean, UNCG is undefeated in football, so I'm like, let's go. That is very accurate. That, yes, very accurate. There you go. Um, so it's like I'm going from an undefeated team to a team that won a championship one, a few times. So I was yeah. like, okay, what's it's like? Uh, but it was interesting. Uh, grad school is a whole different experience than undergrad yeah especially for like higher ed yeah um, the working wanted to work with like college students it's completely different uh, there's a lot more like unspoken rules that I've learned about and it was it was really interesting I remember though um, it was our first um, fall game and a few of my, me and my cohort members because we were a cohort um, that's how they did it um, in my program. So, because we all took all the same classes, yeah, um, except internships. Um, and we were all wasted. And we walked to the game, and this person was like, "Can I take your picture?" And we're just like, "Sure." Turns out it was the person for the Florida State um, newspaper, and we were on the front page. Oh. And we had a class with. Um, and the VPSA, so the Vice President of Student Affairs, so that's sort of similar to you, like the ch- a chancellor. Yeah. Um, at UNCG, uh, taught the class, and she was like, "I see some of y'all in this picture," and we're just like, "Yeah." We got enough to talk into. So yeah. it was interesting um, going to grad school and understanding like the implications of what it means for that. Yeah, you can't necessarily party like you did at undergrad, correct? No, I yeah. did not party undergrads. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Yeah, you couldn't. You couldn't mix. Yeah, yeah exactly. Upper, yeah. yeah, kind of like you said. You can't end up on the pic- on the front page of the paper, 
having beverages because it's just not the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you were there two years? How long? It was two years. Um, the grad program was two years. Um, and then after that, um, I went to VCU, University yep. in Richmond, um, where I started as an academic advisor. So pretty much helping students take classes and figure out what they want to do with their lives. All right. And then you were there for what? A year, two years? Um, three years total. Okay. Excuse me. Was total because um, I switched the position to work in the school of business, um, doing student organizations and leadership development with that. And then, uh, due to low enrollment this past year, my job got cut. Ooh. So what do you was was the was the low enrollment? It wasn't because of COVID though, right? Was it just? No. It was because um, in higher ed, there's like trends of like enrollment, and in order for a lot of colleges, public colleges, to get funding. They have to send in a like request of saying, this is how many students we anticipate coming to our school. Yeah. And then the state gets them money. Okay. Based on things they anticipate. Yeah. Um, we anticipated this one amount, but it was completely lower um, due to um, another college. It's pretty much accepting everyone. And then everyone going to that college. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so low enrollment rate. And the school actually had to pay back all that money. Oh, wow. And the school of business had to pay back the most because they anticipated a lot of students. Yeah. Um, and because of that, they had to cut a lot of, a few positions, and mine was on the chopping block. Wow. So, yeah. but, and you, I saw a post you put out a couple weeks ago that was like, hey, it's my last couple weeks here. I want to make sure I say goodbye to everybody. But you had known this, what, you said January, February, before all the COVID hit, right? Um, so I found out in January. Okay. Um, I had a sinking feeling about it since um, October. Yeah. Just rumblings, and usually my intuition is always right with things. Okay. Uh, and so I would play coy about it, not think about it, or just like go under the table just to also hear what other people have to say and yeah. gossip. Um, it worked in my favor because so I understood what was going on. So I anticipated it in December, but they told me in January, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna give you six months." Okay. Um, so do with that as you please. And because of that, um, my depression got really bad. Okay. Um, I applied for any jobs for like two months. Yeah. Like, um, and then I started applying for jobs, and that's when COVID hit. Yeah. And I was like, "Thanks, COVID." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's tough because, like, you know. Right now, every everyone it seems in education is just in kind of a we don't know what's going to happen slash what to do. You know, I mean, you need students to help pay the bills, but yeah. it's hard to get students. I mean, I've kind of been like, I, I, in my mind, I think I don't know if I'd be able to accept it if I was an 18, 19 year old ready to go to college. But I mean, Duvall, we've talked about it. If you were smart, you'd go to a community college and get your prereqs done for. 800 bucks, 600 bucks and wait yeah. till this COVID passes and go by your sophomore, junior year and save yourself 20 grand or whatever it is tuition, you know? I've been saying that for the longest time. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have this like negative connotation when it comes to community college. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're going there because you can get into a school or you're less than. And it's like, nope, that's not really the case. Yeah. The majority go because they want to lessen the debt they have or they have family they have to take care of their families or something like that and so they go to there for 
the time remaining. Yeah. And what's interesting is I've been telling a lot of students just to go to community college um, because one is so much cheaper and they still get the same experiences um, as like going to a university. Um, but also sometimes like community college classes like algebra and all the math classes. Are you a sports fan and wondering why guys like LeBron James and Dwayne Wade are drinking wine rather than the bush light you might be drinking right now? What if I told you I'd be willing to give you $50 in free wine to find out? High quality wine is both enjoyable and easier on your body. So if you've been thinking about trying some good quality wine, but you're not really sure where to start, you're stuck in the house and looking for some entertainment, or you're already a wino and looking to try something new, I've got a great idea for you. Scout Circle allows you to have a variety of wines that are cleanly crafted and handpicked by a level 3 sommelier automatically shipped to your doorstep at your desired frequency. All the wine inside will be in, will be free of any chemicals or added sugar that you'll see in most wines in the store, and they'll have the lowest possible amount of sulfites included. So you can forget about the beer bloat while you're drinking or the headache the next day that won't come with the highest quality of wine out there. And each box comes with fun facts to teach you about the wine that you're drinking and, you'll, and about the small vineyard that you're helping to support. Plus, if you're still hesitant, all the wine in your box will come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you're unsatisfied with a bottle for any reason, just let me know, and I'll replace it for you with the same one or any other wine on my site at equal or lesser value. To sign up, just head to my Instagram at wineunderthebridge and click the link in my bio. If you have any questions when you get there, just send me a DM. I'll be happy to help. New members that sign up for this program before the end of May will receive $50 in free wine credits when they receive their third shipment to use on any additional bottles that you left. So head over to at Wine Under the Bridge on Instagram and eliminate the guesswork while trying something new and fun with your family or friends. A glass of wine a day will keep your beer good away. Cheers! Are so much easier because there's only like 10, 15 people in that class compared to 150. Yeah. So get these gen eds out of the way um you get that one-on-one approach compared to going to a university where you have 100 200 three, 400 people in one classroom yeah now with covid um some schools are just doing it all online like those type of classes and so you don't really get to talk with the professor as you would say like if we went to we're in bio 101 we can't walk up to the professor and be like hey can you explain this yeah you would have to email them or set up a separate meeting for them well i even say like on top of it you know, you're going to whatever university and you're paying all these, you know, fees and stuff like that to use the CAF, to use the rec center, to go to sporting events, to just use the facilities on campus and be on campus. If if I'm going to go to that school and it's just going to be online, I, I don't want to pay that. But I'm seeing a lot of universities are still going to charge you full price. And that to me is crazy. But I understand on their business side, they have to pay so many other people to keep doing it. So it's like a rock and a hard place. And I think... Even with a lot of businesses are running that same scenario right now too. So, yeah, it's going to college right now is pretty much just a big business. Yeah, like, um, a lot of people who work in student service have been saying that for quite some time. College is, is just basically a new business. Yeah, um, they have so much money. They have so much money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> They can afford to charge you less for online only, but they don't want to. Because, yeah, right? I mean, that's how I perceive it, you know? They're going to charge you full price. Yeah, so a lot of people have that. Um, 
process, and yeah, in some cases it's true. Um, but a lot of it is also state money. Um, so if they don't use it, they have the state takes it right back. Ah. Um, and so does derive on how many students um, attend. The good majority to pay all the uh, people who work there, it really relies on uh, the students who attend, the attendance rate, yeah. their attention. Yeah. If students are going, they're not going to have this budget, um, so they're going to have to let people go. Um, if they don't, they're going to have to also pay back the state. Um, there's a lot of, it's very businessy. Yeah. I'm not a bit, I was never a business student, so I'm just like, Yay. Yeah. So so now you didn't have to – obviously you couldn't find a job. You've yeah. now moved back in with your grandma. Are you living with your grandma? Are you living with your parents or – So last we spoke, I was. Okay. But, um, last minute, my friend was like, hey, I have a spot at my house. Do you nice. want to crash here for um, – until something? I was like, sure. Um, a lot of the – I made really good friends in Richmond. I got a lot of stories. Okay. Okay. Um, and they and so I was like, okay. I, last minute, I decided just to crash there um, because I had a few job prospects up there, anyways. Um, and I was like, I'll stay for an extra two months. Um, the rent is dirt cheap. Let me see if I can get on unemployment. Staying <laughs> <laughs> in Richmond for at least for the next two months, um, just holding out just to see. Jobs. I have a couple of job interviews lined up, so we'll see how it goes. Okay. But um, if I if I do move home, yeah, I'll probably be living with my grandma. Yeah. Or my parents. I mean, they live right next door to each other, so I'll just be switching back and forth. Yeah. So what's uh? So then, what's the next? What are you aiming for in your next job then? Uh, something that pays me money. That <laughs> <laughs> honestly, like that's my biggest thing. Um, as much as I want to go back into education. Um, there's no money in it. Yeah. As even like for people like myself who have like work in the college system, people are like, "Oh, you probably make good money." I'm like, "Oh, baby, no." <laughs> but, um, we usually make less than teachers. Yeah. Um, and we, and a lot of it is we are overworked and severely underpaid. Like they're like, "Oh, 40 hours a week." Nah, let's double that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, especially those who do, like, events or student programming like I did. I would stay – sometimes my work weeks would be, like, 50-plus hours. And wow. I wouldn't get paid for it. Wow. So, okay, so, so then – oh, go ahead, Duval. Yeah, I was just going to ask, like, so where do you see – what are your thoughts on, like, the future of education post-COVID? Like, you know, where do you see colleges going, high schools? Mm-hmm. Like, how, 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 where do you see that going? Do you see there's going to be a drastic change that there's going to be more people staying and just doing community colleges? Do you think that how much of a hit colleges are going to take yeah. um, as far as kids making these Um, I would say, um, just based off the current research that has been doing, um, a lot of people are actually going to grad school now um, because they're like, hey, I'm working from home. Um, I have more time for myself. Might as well start grad school. So a lot of grad school enrollment has increased significantly. Undergrad, hmm. I predict, based off COVID and post-COVID, uh, we're going to be in like a like a low enrollment at least for the next year, potentially two years, depending on how COVID is. Hopefully, people listen and wear masks and do all that. You mm-hmm. know, 
Um, but I think uh, community college is going to have a higher increase. But I'm also predict for high schools, um, online learning is going to be much bigger. And I actually really like online learning because um, you can do it at your own pace. Um, and that's not why a lot of people really think about it. But you, with a lot of online classes, you do it at your own pace. Yeah, you have deadlines, but you can do it at, like, if you're a night person, you can do it at 4 a.m. Or if you're a morning person or an evening person, you can do it whenever. Um, so I predict a lot of um, schools moving into online options um, as well as more <clears throat> class-focused um, on just online learning in general. Most of my classes at UNCG um, in my major were online just because of timing. But those classes I learned a lot just because it was on my own time and my own pace. Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up, Duvall, because uh, Jerry Anna actually, you know, being a teacher in fifth grade, their school is now given an option to where if parents, if they don't want their kid to necessarily go back, still waiting on CMS to make a decision, they can do all online learning from the August till at least through Christmas. So she got called today and said, hey, do you mind? Basically, there was 27 sets of parents who said, no, I'd rather just have my kids not take a risk where let's just say by November or October, they're like, oh, everyone's going to go back. Well, this is, the, this is them saying, no, I'm going to go through the full way. I don't want to come back until it's absolutely safe. So she actually doesn't even have to go into the class, have kids in a classroom. She can't go into her classroom and teach her online lessons there. But she'll have 27 kids where from the date in August they kick off here in, in CMS till you know the end of the semester after Christmas or whatever, then that'll be it. So that's a different – like Josh was saying, I could see something where schools start adopting something similar to that where if families can, are afforded to let their kids stay home – now, some families can't afford to let the kids stay home because they got to work. They got to send kids to school because they're working whatever shift they got to work or something. But you might see some more of that in the future with elementary, middle, high school, colleges, and all that kind of stuff, too. Yeah. I would say it also really depends on the. Um, I'm glad you brought that up with Jerriana working um, in fifth grade, you said. Yeah. My concern, um, especially um, with online education is access. Yeah. So a lot of people who come from low areas um, or low socioeconomic status or poverty levels, they might not have the access or the internet access yeah. to online learning compared to those who are in other counties Yep. to get that. Um, so what's interesting is my undergrad is human development family studies. And we had to do a simulation on um, – how education is uh, funded through the government through different counties. Yeah. And what was interesting is uh, counties where the um, where parents are more affluent or have more money, those counties get more money for the schools than say the county right next to it, where where the families are on like the poverty level. Because if you really think about it, also that's where all a lot of ABC stores are, or a lot more family dollars or things like that. They put those. Um, in those areas because sadly a lot of the government officials and how the government works they predict oh they're not going to do well in school so let's provide alcohol let's provide uh, drugs and all that um, and it's really such a, like an economic environmental battle where students who whose parents are rich or have that money in the, in the county 
are okay, but people who may not have it, they're going to suffer more. And it's just interesting how that's going to play a part with COVID and how online learning may be for them. Yeah, you bring that up. And I mean, I remember talking with people who worked in high school and when this COVID stuff hit and everyone was scrambling, kids had to take AP tests. And like you said, kids who didn't have Wi-Fi at their house or a laptop had to go sit in McDonald's parking lots or gas station parking lots and take their AP test because they couldn't go anywhere. They didn't have it at their house. Schools weren't necessarily open like in a gymnasium setting to use the Wi-Fi. Luckily enough, I think you know some, most schools have the means to get laptops, but I'm sure there are some schools somewhere that couldn't. But that is another thing is trying to get that out there because not everyone is afforded the same you know, level playing field. So that that's going to be something working out through budgets and everything. And, you know, even if something is hiring more teachers to help. So then you can reduce, especially in North Carolina, reducing these classroom sizes from 40 or 30 to 15 because everybody learns at a different rate. And if, but if you get less classroom sizes, then you can get more one-on-one learning time. So, yeah, but, you know, we don't, we don't want to spend any more money on teachers than we have to. So, what other countries do and education is at the forefront like being a teacher is like being a doctor yeah and it's like at different countries uh, for example like Denmark um, teachers are regarded as doctors per se and they only have like 10 to 15 students per class and there's been studies shown that that is the best type of learning for students especially K-12 due to you having that interface and less students uh, for the teachers to like make that connection or help them learn and grow. Yeah. Um, it's just interesting how um, our system in this country is compared to other countries when it comes to education. It's like, eh, teachers, here's here's the salary of like 35000 <laughs> But you also have to buy pencils, yep. buy, this, buy this, buy that. Um, but we support you. We love you. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I always think it's interesting, you know, having to bring – students shouldn't have to bring – or parents shouldn't have to pay for supplies for teachers to use. It should already just be supplied in the school. So when you show up, it it would be that you got your pencils, you got your crayons or whatever you need K through 12. But it is always funny every year when you got those lists, oh, you know, box of tissues, you know, uh, Clorox wipes, hand sanitizer, paper towels, all that kind of stuff where – I feel like if you budgeted it right, I mean, we can, like I said, I don't know how we don't want to get too far in it, but these, some of these police budgets that are so big, let's take some of that money and throw some at the schools just to help them out. You know what I mean? There's no need for tanks to be on the, when we got to buy pencils, the teachers got to buy their own pencils, but we got tanks roaming the streets. There's something a little wrong about that. Yeah. And, 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 and as a mom, as, as a mom, as my mom. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> my mom being a, she's retired now I just remember how like you know underpaid she is and, and I know you kind of just speak to like the, the care and the love I mean I know you know Josh you kind of spoke to how long your hours were in education I mean a lot of teachers bring their how they work home with them you know yeah. it's okay we're in the office or we're working from six to two three o'clock then they're grading papers till five or six you know they're doing this they're lesson plans they're Figuring out different projects for their kids, they're figuring out this, they're figuring out that. You know, and I, I highly, I, I really do wish teachers actually got a lot more credit for what they do. Because, like, I mean, there's a lot of people, a lot of teachers that have so much influence on 
of where we are today, you know, even us four on this on this conversation on this podcast, there's probably one or two teachers that you can stick out. You'd be like, damn, I'm I'm really glad that I had her as a teacher. She I learned a lot from her. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting you say her as a teacher because their teaching is it's more female dominated. And I saw yes. this on Facebook, just because you mentioned that. Um, someone asked, like, when have you had a black male teacher? And I was like, I never had, I only had one black male teacher, and he was the internship coordinator for my grad program. Um, so it's interesting just to bring that in, like, in terms of like, gender, of how we presume a lot of teachers are female, um, but we really need to have a lot more men go into the teaching field, just more so um, to help out uh, the teachers. Uh, boys can see that hey, teaching is a great field. They can go in to help them, um, and just to show that hey, love and care can go from can come from a male teacher as well. Yeah, I think we had a I had a I had one or two in middle school and then a couple in high school as well. But us being at the time when Duval and I were both in high school, we had what our senior year or at least before we were the biggest high school in the state. I mean, we had over like two, three thousand kids or something, so it was crazy. But yeah, no, I, I know for a fact that whenever they're looking to hire teachers at Jer- at Jerryana's Elementary School, if you're a male, via black or white, you're going to get the nod over anybody else because they're trying to make sure they've got you know a variety and 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 they're hired on the spot. Oh, your experience? Oh, you're fresh and new? Oh, we'll, we'll give you a chance over someone who's had four or five years because you're a male. So now nah, I get you on that point as well. And, and, and you're right, and, and that that was that was bad on my part. That I just the first thing I thought about was uh, female teacher. Because the thing is, that I think you know, it, when I sit back and I reflect, high school and college, probably 70, 80 percent of my teachers were female, black or white. I didn't have that many male teachers, um, you know. So it, 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 I guess, sad just psyche and yeah. you know, just mentally, is that's the first thing it goes to. But now I'm looking and I think. I know several black male teachers. I mean, you know, Justin's a, a, a black teacher. Yeah. He always talks about, you know, it's kind of like it, it's, it's a rare breed. And I'm just like, man, you know, I, I commend you for it. Yeah. You know, because teaching is a lot. I mean, it's crazy how my dad came out of school and he was a teacher for a year. And he said, I, he said, the hell with this shit. I got to do something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. So let's – I think that's a good ending point on that, but let's get to a little bit of the fun stuff, Josh. You are a big you're, – you're, you're a big rally TV junkie. Crappy stuff, good stuff. You, We were set to have you join our Survivor game, which Chris and Duvall are both in. None of us here have won it before. Now it doesn't look like we're going to get Survivor probably until at least 2021, as with about every other thing going on. But what brings you and attracts you to reality TV – you know, it, it just gives you that, that feel. Yeah, so, um, I grew up on the TV. Yeah. I like watching TV. Um, my brother was the outdoors person. My parents just stuck me at the TV. Um, <laughs> they said, we don't know what to do with this weirdo over here, man. Just put him at the TV. <laughs> I don't want to go shoot, I don't want to go shoot Bambi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still get, did go hunting a little bit, though. Yeah. Um, Besides that, um, what with reality TV, um, I just get so fixated with it is because I love more so competition reality TV, yeah, than others, um, like 
90 Day Fiance and all that. That's not really my like cup yeah. of tea. It's a reality. It's more competition. So like yeah. Survivor. Um, I I'm a huge fan of MTV's The Challenge. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. How'd you how'd you how'd you think? Did you think it was rigged at the end? Oh, it's all absolutely rigged for Johnny Banana. Yeah. Yeah, I saw because you were the one who retweeted that kind of enlightened me on, and I even during that whole final was like, besides it being snowing and extremely cold, the final, but the season before was ten times harder than the one they just did. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people complained about that, um, and also a lot of people say it's Rick for him because it's his twentieth season. Yeah, um, and the people who they brought on that season. The majority were his friends. Yeah. So they went for the turn on him. Yeah. Um, they brought Wes in because that's just his rival. Yeah. Uh, but they're friends in real life. That's just all TV. Yeah. Uh, and originally, uh, it was because, supposed to be called Battle for Independence. Yeah. But they took it to um, uh, Total Madness. Later. Yeah. Uh, because originally it was supposed to be a one winner thing. Yeah. But. They saw that Jenny was kicking everyone's ass. Yep. And was like, and we'll just do it him. And there's been rumors that they talked to um, Jenny. I was like, hey, do you want us to split it? Yeah. And obviously, um, she's a great person, but they probably cut a deal with her and said, hey, we'll let you go on a couple more seasons if you say yes. Yeah. Um, well, because that was the interesting thing is all season they said – one sole winner, whoever comes in first, and she swiped him with the at the end. I mean, mocked him up with the whole competition, and then they're like, "Oh no!" At, near the very end, they're like, "Okay, it's going to be two: one, the first female, first male." And she, like, yeah, she finished first out of everybody, and she ended up, you know, she still got a good check, five hundred thousand, but the million dollars would have been a a lot better check. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's definitely like I said. I actually just started getting into the challenge, like. I want to say it was three or four years ago. My wife was big into it when she was in high school. Obviously, I didn't meet her until I was in college, but she's she'll yeah. give me like school and lessons on you know the background of bananas and the CTs and like and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I just thought it, I started watching it a couple years ago when Jay no when the Floribama people were on when Maddie. And uh, yeah. Gus. Well, Maddie was on, and then Gus from Florida and Maddie from Party Down South was on it. Yeah. And that was when they did like the rookies versus vets, and they had to team up with somebody. Yeah. And I wanted to yeah. see them. Mm-hmm. And then, then Jay came on this past season, who was on Survivor like five or six years ago. And then again, I, again I, I'm a sucker for the competition reality TV too. So I, I, I dove right into it head first. Yeah. I've been watching that reality TV show since I was in middle school. Wow. I just rent, I was I just remember randomly stumbling it, uh, flipping through my grandma's channels and found MTV and saw the show and I was like, ooh, what's this? And I've been watching it since it's I think it's like sixth or yeah. seventh season. Okay. Um, and I've just watched it every season, so it's just been one of my favorite reality TV shows. Um See, so here's your funny story. You grew up in the small town, conservative stuff. I wasn't ours was smaller town. It's grown now, but conservative wise, I didn't get to watch MTV unless I went to a friend's house or finally when I was in college because my parents had that passcode lock, and MTV was one of the channels where they had to put a passcode lock on it. So I really didn't get to sit down and watch really anything MTV, being it at a friend's house or until you're in college and you can just flip through the channels when you get in the dorms or whatever. 
Right. Um, so my grandma, um, she just had like basic cable and that was just one of the channels. Yeah. Um, and then I, Oh, it's interesting. I lived in the country, so we can, we can't get like dish or anything like that sometimes, um, or direct TV or whatever it is, um, that most places can get. Um, so when direct TV came out, um, they used to have a card that had all the channels on it. Yep. My dad had a friend that could like basically like jailbreak it. Yep. I was yep. gonna say this sounds very illegal. Yep. Um so that's how like I I've always watched and plus my parents, when it came to TV, they never really told me, No, I can't watch this, no, I can't watch that. Um I mean they're very southern, fair like some yeah, conservative. Um, but when it came to TV, they never really said no, except South Park. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing, uh, like, I would watch rated R movies and like let me watch it with them. Like, so that how? Okay, we everyone always has that awkward. You're watching a rated R movie or something, and a sex scene pops up. Yeah. What? What? Do you remember your first like? Oh shit! Like I'm with my parents and. They about to get it on, or here's a titty, or here's an ass yeah. cheek, or whatever. Um, so I don't remember uh, TV. I remember song. Okay. It was, um, yeah, by Usher and Little John. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I, was like, I want a lady in the streets, but a freak in the bed. Yeah. And I started, I was like, no. My parents <laughs> don't need to hear that. Um, but. It was, but when it came to like titties, I would just get uncomfortable in general. Just like, Ooh, or my mom, she doesn't like any of that, so she would just cover mine and my brother's eyes. <laughs> um, it was just interesting. But I remember one time, um, I used to be a huge fan of Mad TV, and I got grounded from watching Mad TV. <laughs> so, a lot of my comedy is also dark humor. Okay. Um, it's, it's really interesting, just even though I grew up very southern in a small small town, very conservative, I still had a lot of free reign when it came to like TV and things like that. Yeah. Um, I think because parents didn't know what to do with me, they're just like, well, do whatever. That's the easy babysitter. Just flip the TV on and have at it. Literally. Yeah. I would just spend hours in my, in my room just watching TV when I got home from school, and my dad would only see me once when I would go out to get my food, and that's it. So are you a Big Brother fan? Yes. Okay, so I haven't got into Big Brother, but since I just I saw they announced the new cast, and Josh and Casey and Bailey are going to be back on. So, no? What happened? So here's the tea. Okay. That. I follow all the, like, spoiler accounts, so to speak. Okay. Um, who's on cats. So I, like, I've known who was going to be on the cast of season... 35 of the challenge. Yeah. I knew who was going to win before I even came out. Like, I love that kind of stuff. Okay. But for other, the cast that they're speculating, they're changing it up. Oh. Because people found out about it. So they're going to switch it up, up a little bit. Jo- apparently, Josh and Casey are not going to be on it anymore because, like, COVID. Oh, well, yeah, that does stop. Yeah. yeah. So that's. Apparently, what's going to happen? Um, apparently, some few other people were going to be on it, but they got ratted out by someone else, and that person is now going to be on it. 
Okay. Uh, I think I'll, I'll probably, I think we're going to, with, with very few shows coming back with new episodes coming up here in the next couple months, it might, I might have to finally dive into it. So I'll, I'll pose you this question. Yeah. Out of the three, Survivor, Challenge, or Big Brother, which one, if you had to, which one would you want to be on? Oh, that's easy. Big Brother, I would win. Oh! Oh! oh. Have, have you put an audition tape together or what? Oh, I was going to this year, but then COVID. Well, um, I think this is the perfect time. You've got no job. You can just devote your whole self to it. So I know how I would win. Because everyone, so ever since I was little, everyone is always like, you need to be on TV. You need to be on reality TV just because I'm just an anonymous. Yep. Um, but I know how to win Big Brother. Uh, and what I would do is what I do with your life. Um, I use my niceness and sometimes my dumbness to win people over. But I, I also use, um, I'm big in astrology also. Okay. I'm a Pisces, so we cry. We're very emotional. You know that for, you know that for a fact. <laughs> and so, but what I've learned is how to master that to work it in my advantage. Okay. So I would be emotional and he would, oh, he's not, a, he's not a threat. But then they would well, tell me everything what's going on. So I would like remember, oh, this person's actually in a lot of history. This person's really like this. Um, I, use, I would use that to my advantage. And then just get people to eliminate people who I wanted to. I've learned I can be very manipulative with my emotions and get people to do what I want. So that's how I would win Big Brother. Okay. Uh, I would either become, if I don't win, I would become the fan favorite. Okay. Because I'm Southern and they always love a Southern person. Um, And I would make great confessionals. Um. So it sounds like so there should be nothing holding you back to send in an audition tape. Right. Um, sounds right. So I'm, I know how to win it. I, I know how to make good TV. Okay. All right. And use Big Brother to get on the challenge after I lose like 40 pounds and gain 20 pounds of muscle. That's true. You just got to get on the steroids, man. That's all you need to do. Basically. Because uh, that's they allow. That's what I said. The challenge they allow the steroids, so you'll be good to go. Yeah. So yeah, all like physical gains. Yeah, have you not, Chris? You got to get into it, man. You got to watch it. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's like living in a house with people, males and females, and they go out and compete in like physical challenges, and then the winners get to pick like a tribunal who then gets to throw people in, and then you have to if you lose your certain purgatory challenge, then you go home, and like one person will go home episode or maybe two or you know stuff like that, and then you go down to the very end, and you complete one final. Hell of a challenge of brain strength, you know, just all kind of mental aspects and everything together. And you win each year; it can be different money between a million, five hundred thousand, seven fifty. They've done it in years where you could steal people's money and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's really good TV. I'll check that out. We'll get into it. Yeah. So, all right, yeah, you definitely got to check it out, Chris. I keep seeing commercials. I keep seeing commercials for. Uh... Lost Resort or Last Resort, one of those two, and it looks intense. I haven't so seen. Like, I haven't seen that one yet. And must be a Hulu sponsored thing. <laughs> all over Hulu, but um, it's like nine strangers, and they're like, it's almost like like a therapy resort is what they're making it out to be. But hmm. then they throw in like the reality living 
together part of it too. But it seems like they're like working on themselves, but with strangers. That actually, I was like, yeah, that would be hard. So yeah. I have to give this. About, like, really, like, yeah. In front of everybody. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have, to, I, have to, I have to give that a little Google search then. All right, so Josh, to, to finish it up before you get to your notebook question, yes. we, we touched on it a little bit before about your sexuality and where you are. Where are you now? Yeah. You confidently can say, like, who you are as a person. Confidently, I would say I'm queer. Okay. Um, so that just means, like, for me personally, it just means, like, um, I don't care. If we're good, we're good. Just let's have fun. Okay. Uh, if I marry you, you gotta have money. <laughs> hey, hey, you straight in. Yeah, put it straight shooter. There you go. Okay. So you don't care necessarily, you know, because you always, I'll, I'll be scrolling through my Twitter timeline and you'll throw some tweets out there about bears. And all that stuff, and it kind of it kind of catches me off guard with a little jump. I'm like, whoa, okay, just something different, you know? I'll, oh, there's a score of that game, a score of that game. Here's Survivor thing, and it's like something about going on top and pitchers and catchers and all this stuff. And I'm like, yo, yo, just wait. It gives me a little wake up call. So, are you more actively seeking a dude, or like you said, it just if you got the vibes right, it doesn't really matter. Um, vibes. Um, okay. Mostly guys. Um, I just. In terms of like attraction or like romantic feelings, it's more towards that. Okay. Um, I just connect better. Um, but I'm always I've always been down. You can ask the fraternity brothers. I've always been down. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just when it comes down to it, I don't care. Uh, it's taken a lot. And I feel this with anyone when it comes to learning about your own self. It's a journey. Yeah. And it's always changing as well once you start learning more about yourself. Um, and that's just one big part of, my, of pretty much anyone, if you really want to think about it. Um, and I love getting into the arguments of, is it a choice? That's my favorite thing. <laughs> uh, because I, I'm always like, did you wake up one day and be like, hmm. I'm going to be straight today. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's interesting you, like, you think about that because, you know, like you said, you kind of just like what you like. I mean, yeah. you know, if you look at cheerleaders when you was a young boy, you're like, yo, that kind of that gets it right. Or like you said, maybe you were looking at the male cheerleaders or you were looking at something else, whatever it is. It's never necessarily like, oh, today I'm going to certainly like this. It's kind of like, yeah. you know, when you pop on the TV, who's looking good with their shirt off kind of thing. Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> with the cheerleaders thing, I was just like, I wish I could jump and do splits. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's but it's so but it's taken you what? How many years do you think it total took you to finally get to where you are now? Oh God, I would probably say ten years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, college, growing up small town, didn't have role model. Yeah. Really. Then going to school and finding a lot of people with different identities and like being confident in themselves. So it's like that's really cool. And then now finally like being out in the real world, not work, not being in school, meeting a lot of people and understanding how they're from um, and who they are. I mean, that's how I got really exposed to drag. 
Yeah. I don't quit yet, but oh. I perform. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying it's not out of the question. If someone invited you to, to get in, throw the drag on, you'd be ready to rock. Oh, so many drag queens want me to do it. I already have a name and everything. Listen, man, you got two things I think that you need to accomplish in these next COVID months. Big Brother audition tape and get you a drag going, man. I know. That's it. Queen. You can get the steroids going. Yeah, you can. So, all right, I'm going to say it now. Um, do you have, it's our warehouse distillery, Escape 109, Wine Under the Bridge notebook. Jeeves isn't here to hit the horn for us. But have you picked out a question or do you need a little bit of time? Um, so I was looking at, so the ones with check marks have already been asked, right? Correct. So try to choose one without a check mark. Okay, that's easy. Uh, because I eliminated a lot of them because they're sports related and I have no idea sports related. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, so the one I was going to choose was the, if you had, um, if you could choose from $2 million or a perfect credit score, what would you choose? That's funny you asked that because I think that was Duvall's question. He put that in there. I think it was me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, this is easy for me. I mean, being a white man in America, my credit score can be terrible, and I can still go get get a car or a boat or whatever. So I'm going to take the $2 million. Yeah. $2 million, too. I'm yeah. for sure taking the $2 million. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the two million, you can fix your credit score. <laughs> to some, to some degree. Yeah. But you, without an eight hundred credit score, you got a six hundred or six fifty. You could damn near still get what you want. Yeah. Your credit score is not what it is. Am. So I'm taking the two million. Yeah. Same. Okay. I already got an excellent credit score. So two million, two million dollars. There we go. Yeah, that was a, that was a simple final one. That went a lot quicker than I thought. So, John. That's what she said. Whoa, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and quarantine, man. It said quarantine, man. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Duval, so I got another challenge for you. So, today we went and took uh, Luke to a, a, like an allergy appointment to see what he's allergic to. And he's got to stay off the dairy for like a month because she wants to test some stuff out. So that's everything. So we went and got some vegan cheese and all this different other crazy stuff. So I know you're big into challenges. So I'm, I'm going to join it with Luke because I can't just let let him do it by himself. You know what I mean? But it's going to be tough since we got the hair growing challenge. I didn't know if you wanted to jump in on this non-dairy challenge for a month. Everything I did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, God, and then you going to do it in August <laughs> Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. I can't ask you. I can't ask you to do that during your birthday month. I can't ask you to do that during your birthday month. You're right. And, and I just made a wrap, and I put cheese in my wrap. So, uh, <laughs> Trust me, it was. It's wild. Well, so it's kind of funny. So like, he eats these pouches that are basically like yogurt and strawberries and stuff. And it was kind of like one of those. Like that's his main source of like food a lot. And it was kind of like telling her like, okay, we're gonna do the best we can because. So we went from after the appointment, he was good. He woke up from his nap, and he didn't want nothing but them pouches. So we were like, all right, we can't have this kid just screaming and not eating. So he at least, so we're going to, but I think it's really just he's more allergic to cats and, like, uh, eggs. Like, he's definitely almost allergic to eggs and peanuts. 
So, okay. But I am gonna try to. I am gonna try to go thirty days until his next appointment. I think his next appointment is like August twenty first or something. No dairy. So we'll see if I can do it. I don't know if I can survive. We'll see. We'll see. I, I'm. I'm kind of ahead of the curve because I don't really drink milk like that. I see. I stopped drinking milk too. I'm an oat milk guy. Yeah. So so I I, I don't really do milk. Uh, so I, I'll I'll do oat milk. Uh, Shit, man, because I got mac and cheese and <laughs> like, like you ruined it every I, See that's that's why I wanted to knock it out before football season started and all that too. So I'm just it's just a challenge. I'm gonna sort of challenge myself and see if I can do it. Vegan substitutes aren't that bad. It's you know, it's interesting you said that because we bought you know what? I'll do it. I'll do Ooh, okay. Really? Uh, okay, but shit, no, I can't do this shit because I got mayonnaise. So like, uh, we did buy some like, yeah, we did buy some vegan cheese at Whole Foods, and I tried it, and I was like, relatively surprised, of like, okay, this, I mean, it, it actually wasn't that bad. I was expecting it just to taste like, I don't know, cardboard, and it wasn't too too bad. Now it's a a lot more expensive. That's an expensive lifestyle change to just consistently get vegan cheese, but it wasn't too bad. So we'll see. I, I, I'll give you this. I'll give you this. I'll, I'll substitute as much as I can. That's that's what I. That's all. That's it. Yeah. So so I so I'll give you vegan cheese. I won't use milk. I won't do macaroni and cheese. So that means I'm gonna eat that shit now. Starting August first, I won't eat no cheese. Okay. No, no mac and cheese. Um, I don't know about mayonnaise because I make like tuna salad and stuff like that. But I'll try and do like okay. Mayonnaise. So to try and like. Mayonnaise, <laughs> yeah. uh, I I I, I do the best. So okay. All right, Chris, you gonna join in on this? Hell no! <laughs> By volume, cheese is only second to beer in my refrigerator. That's fair enough. By volume, Ooh, that's fair. So that, I, yeah, I'll run out of water before I run out of cheese. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah. Can't do it. Jerryanna was like, you could see but, how when I told Jerryanna I was gonna join Luke in doing this. Like, you could just see her get angry because, like, she was like, wait, you're going to help, like, be sided with our son. Now, I'm going to be the only one eating cheese. And I was like, hey, I just don't want to do it by himself, you know. And she was getting hot. She was getting hot, boy. I was like, yo, yo, yo. So. I, I'll, take it, I'll take it a step further. What you should do, and this could be a challenge for yourself, too. Get rid of red meat and meat, but just only do chicken and fish for your birthday. Ooh. I. Till my birthday, man, that's a lot of challenges. We got the hair challenge going. We got the beard challenge going. We got the vegan challenge. Listen here, let me see. Let me see how. Let me see if I can get through this beach weekend. I should be able to get this beach weekend with no red meat because I can just eat seafood all week. So let me see how. Let me see how this beach weekend goes, and I'll get back to you on that one till the birthday. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll like you said. We'll, we'll see how we can do it till August 1st, and then August 1st we'll reevaluate. Okay, that'll work. Yeah. That'll work. And Josh, by all means, if you want to join in on any of these as well. No, I love my cheese too much. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Any, uh, Josh, any parting oh, words? Right. Any what? Any parting words or final thoughts? Oh, um. Final words? Based on Grandma Hoyt. Grandma Hoyt in Bessemer City. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my grandma's favorite. So good. My grandma's favorite. Um, 
jeans is much better. Let's Ooh. be real. Um, All right. But your your grandma's not selling this to me. I can't go to your grandma's place and get some. Yeah, we you now have you now have a connection there. You definitely can go knocking on doors. Yeah, that's, that's a bug, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of behavior was uncalled for before COVID. Now you're telling me to go knock on doors. Well, how about, how about we pitch this? Josh, do you know any single women that may be interested in Chris? Because he's been struggling in this department for a while. If there's anybody in Bessemer oh, City. Oh, hey. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, now. I mean, he, he, you're out. Listen, he already said that Bessemer City's already kind of limited. <laughs> so, you know, you, you, you kind of fight a losing battle. Yeah. You probably got what is, you know, it's, it's probably slim pickings up there. Yeah. I mean, half the people here are my cousins. So. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm always a maker. That is uh, something I love to pick. So, send me the credentials. I got you. Chris. I'm on Bumble. <laughs> <laughs> your parting words or final thoughts there, Josh? No, I would just say thank y'all for having me. This has been a good time. Um, I don't know. Peace out, Butter Scout. I'm not good with final words. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, it was, it was a joy having you. Stay stay on after after I hit uh, stop recording so we can get a quick picture to post on social media. And uh, yeah, as always, like, subscribe, comment. Chris, since it's been so long since you've been on the podcast, how do we send this thing off? Uh, hey. this down.